Hi, everyone. My name is Brendan Patrick. That's Sophie Green, and you're listening to the Superlit Podcast. Intro music. There it is. <laughs> Superlit Podcast is a bi-weekly podcast pertaining to books about the LGBTQIA community. Hello, Sophie! Hi! Yes, uh-oh. Are the girls fighting again? No, but I could hear the Star Trek theme coming from downstairs. Oh. <laughs> is manager Ben listening to Star Trek? Just the Star Trek theme. Yeah, on repeat, just the theme. Yeah. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. I've been really into listening specifically for the last like maybe 20 seconds. Beyonce live in concert at Coachella, Diva, the last like 10 seconds of it or whatever is like Mm -hmm. a completely different song. And I'm like, yes, I love this. That is correct. I think every fight scene should feature. The last 20 seconds of Diva Live from Homecoming. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Um, if I not Britney Spears' slumber party. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. The book, the book we're reading and talking about, we've already read it. The book we're talking about today is Yesterday is History by Kosoko Jackson. But yes, I think I saw this on Twitter. Because I, I follow uh, on the Superlit Podcast Twitter account, we follow Kosoko. And I remember seeing this book like teased before it came out. I think it came out either this year or late last year. Oh, it came out this year. It came out in February. I thought it, I thought it was January that came out. Wow. So this is like a fresh brand new book. Yeah, it just came out. She's brand new. I guess uh, when did I buy? I guess I bought it right when it came out. Then because I've had this on my shelf for, I think since the beginning of March. So this is a brand new book. I thought it came out last year. That's so exciting. And I believe this is their debut as well. And I'm ninety five percent sure Sophie had a digital copy. So I'm going to read the inside of the book. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Andre Cobb. Also, <laughs> this is a problem. I watched Project Runway. I used to. There was a character named Andre on one of the seasons that Tim Gunn would walk into the room and go, Andre. And it's really hard for me to say Andre without hearing. I think it's Santino Rice. It was going, Santino, yeah. Andre. Yeah. <laughs> we need to go to Red Lobster, Andre. Um it's, it's this book was hard for me to read because of that, because I kept hearing that voice. But Andre Cobb is ready for his life to finally begin. Weeks ago, he received a much-needed liver transplant, and now he can focus on the future. Except one night, he starts to feel shaky and ill, passes out, and wakes up somewhere totally unexpected. The past. Apparently, Andre's new liver came with some side effects of the time travel variety. His new ability transports him to 1969, 
where he connects with Michael, the boy who lived in his house 50 years ago. And then just as suddenly as he arrived, he slips back, he slips in time back to the present day, where the family of his liver donor is waiting to explain the ins and outs of time travel. They task their youngest son, Blake, with teaching Andre how to use his unexpected gift. Andre splits his time bouncing between the past and the present between Michael and Blake. Michael is everything Andre wishes he could be, free-spirited, passionate, and open to everything. And Blake, still reeling from the death of his brother, keeps him at arm's length despite their obvious attraction to each other. Torn between two boys, one in the past and one in the present, Andre has to figure out where he belongs, and more importantly, who he wants to be, before the consequences of jumping in time catch up with him and change his future for good. So... Um, before we do that, I do want to say for those of you that can, the I almost said the album artwork. The album art. The album artwork. <laughs> the the book cover is really beautiful. I always if I could see blue, orange, and yellow together at all times, that would be great. Mm. <laughs> Only those colors. <laughs> but um yeah, I the the cover art. I almost said album artwork again. The album oh artwork <laughs> is really beautiful. Um, I really like that about the book. Um, was there a specific chapter? No, I for some reason thought there were chapter um, like chapter artwork for each one. I don't know why I always imagine that with books. Now that I've read the book sleeve to you, mm-hmm. um, is there anywhere that you wanted to start off? uh with since i just spoke about the the album artwork if you will (laughs) the album artwork the album artwork um i feel like the in like the first like page Uh andre our main character was just like Mm -hmm. casually like i love back to the future and like let me talk about my favorite like time travel pop culture and i was just like no they don't no he definitely mentions like back to the future he definitely mentions like another like oh if only i could travel through time and and change this thing i've done and i was like wait no don't worry it's not on page one soon (laughs) it's not on page one one second let me (laughs) keep going i'm gonna i'm gonna see which page it pops up on it's just, it felt like very early in the book to be like, oh, gee whiz, I wish I could time travel. And I was like, well, buddy. A word of advice for my future self when I'm reincarnated. Don't tell your parents when you're, when you're six, you want to go to be a doctor. Oh yeah. It was a lot of that. It was a lot yeah. of like, oh, I wish I could tell my younger self this, mm-hmm. which I guess is like a normal thing to say. It definitely mm-hmm. not like necessarily, but it just like stood out to me immediately. Cause I was like, don't worry, buddy. Oh, and then chance. like page it's technically page five because of the way the spacing works out so it's really oh, page three if we're being mm-hmm. pedantic um always but, <laughs> always pedantic here on super lit um his friend isabel texts him are you a mutant yet yeah <laughs> immediately <laughs> hello which is funny because i read a lot of this um after i got my second shot and i kept joking that i i got I some sort of superpower. No, oh, yeah, I just I activated my, my ADD really bad on Saturday. That's what the oh, shot no. did to me. You're zooming, <laughs> Sophie. I felt like I was on speed. I haven't been that unfocused since Wait, I was in I... like sixth grade. It was bad. <laughs> I I do think that I have the tendency of picking up books and looking at something that could be like 
something not funny in any way, shape, or form and going, oh, this seems funny. And I don't I don't want to say that like the the premise of becoming a time traveler through an organ donation is like a mm-hmm. haha funny, but like I did giggle a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and not to say that like, oh, this is like preposterous because it's actually like a really interesting premise. Like if an X-Men donates an organ to someone does that person then become like able to shoot laser beams out of their eyes do they start wearing panties and become a diamond person <laughs> who's really mean mm-hmm. to everyone but scott if like, i is get that... emma frost hair extensions Ooh. do i become a diamond you imagine me full blonde but with that blowout oh so it's like it's like a funny promise but then it's like wait how does that work but what if it's yeah. truly about what if moment for sure um i feel like i guess because like a liver is such like an easy <laughs> it's an easy i'm such a doctor an easy organ. and it's an easy organ transplant you know. but like like a liver is like a thing that you can like donate a partial part of your liver and it'll I regrow and then you didn't can, remember like, that until in the book it's brought up yeah you can like a liver is something that you don't have to like you can donate part of your liver to someone and like mm-hmm. it'll grow um That's so weird. but it just feels like a really like weirdly specific or i don't know i guess it would be too like on the nose to for it to be like a heart transplant because mm. it's like oh you have his heart um <laughs> he's still alive that might be like too pedantic i don't know yeah. but like um Ooh. It just felt like every time he was like my liver and I was like that's such a weird organ <laughs> like yeah. I don't know that was just a I, me thing I for some reason thought it was kidney so I remember when I was like quote unquote selling yeah. this book to you I was like time traveling kidney <laughs> yeah. um, no it's a time traveling liver um, and you're definitely like I guess it would be too on the nose if it was a heart and also yeah, like that's... in the book when like he and Blake are starting to like talk to each other and it's like is it weird that like we're talking because I have his liver it's like maybe because I'm not in that situation I'm not thinking like that I'm like no you're not his brother you he just happens to have your brother's kidney right <laughs> liver, not kidney yeah that was like the thing that like when he yeah when he starts talking when he's like becomes like closer with Blake and he's just like is it not weird that I have your brother's liver? Don't you like feel like you're going on a date with your brother? So I was like, no, what? Stop making it weird. <laughs> Why did you make Andre, it weird, Andre? Andre, Andre, please. Andre. I'm trying to hang out at the zoo. Why are you making it weird? <laughs> the only um, thing that Santino Rice is good for. <laughs> that voice. It's true. Listen, season one of Project Runway is great, actually. That was season one? I think he's he's either season one or season two. He's like an early, early season. Oh. I got super into Project One Runway like a year or so ago. I just because I'd oh, never Ms. seen it. Miss uh, Cootie Claus is the the judge. Oh yeah, the new. I haven't seen any of the new seasons because Heidi's not the judge anymore. Not even to dinner with the Kushners. Yeah, I think the one thing I <laughs> that I thought was funny. I actually brought up the quote to my manager. Uh-huh. That was I was reading this and I was like reading through it very quickly um i will say that like it's really easy to like lose space and time when you're reading this book not to be like "Uh time travel um but like i feel like 
I read like 150 pages in one day and I was like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. Where did the time go? And it wasn't like a sun up to sundown thing. It was like in four hours I did that. And I was like, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. How did this happen? And the one quote that I thought was funny that I think um, Andre refers to Michael as a, I think it's like a dollar store, James Dean, probably. Oh, James yeah, Dean. Yeah, he's like, sure, the, this Dean. dollar store, James Dean. And I'm like, that is the most offensive thing you can call a gay man. <laughs> a dollar store, James Dean? Yeah. I I thought it was funny. And I guess it just makes for like intriguing characters. But I just really thought it was funny that like both of the love interests because you like because so you have okay so you have like michael who is this person that um andre like the first time he time travels he time travels into michael's living room mm-hmm. right yeah no um, he time travels to the front lawn oh the front michael's lawn just right, happens right, right. to be outside like smoking a cigarette he's like, just like vibing on the lawn yeah um and then he also like starts to have like some kind of like flirtation with blake who's the younger brother of the boy who's uh liver he like got his donation from but Mm. like both of them are just described as like ungodly hot just like (laughs) extremely attractive human beings and i was like these are teenage boys they're not that hot there's no way well according to gossip girl pretty little liars (laughs) (laughs) these teenagers who are actually played by 45 year old men oh man but you're definitely right that is kind of funny that like i feel like in the other books we read it's like and his like his cherry cheeks were just like growing flush and this this that but like this book it was like they were hot (laughs) they were just so hot and they all had six packs and like my brain was like if he has a six pack he's probably just dehydrated (laughs) that's what they do yeah exactly in TV shows for the like that's the, why, the topless uh, shots fucking, they don't yeah yeah that's why um Hugh Jackman looked so fucking beefy in like the most oh, recent really Wolverine did. and X Men movies is because he just completely dehydrated his body so all of his muscles like stood out against his skin <laughs> but I <laughs> I mean it made for like interesting characters but every time he like described Blake as just like this like perfect specimen of a human being. I could not. I like couldn't take him seriously. I was like, there's this fucking like perfect model boy who just happens to be like, you're cute, I guess. Let's hang out. My like, thing no. is someone crash panic. lands on your lawn. Okay, yeah. What do you do? In Boston. And what do you do? You don't in the nine in nine in the nineteen sixty nine. And you're just like, hey, what's up? You wanna smoke some pot? <laughs> it's like what? Yeah, you are. You're just vibing on your porch. Are you making a TikTok or something? What's going you're on? You're eating here? cereal in yeah. your like underwear. That video of Lady Gaga. Whiskey. I know you don't watch us, and all. It's a really old one of Andy Samberg, Lady Gaga, and I think Justin Timberlake. And it's like they're supposed to have had a three way. And yeah. they, it takes place in the 80s. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. I know. Yeah, that Lady Gaga's yeah, like, yeah. you two are still here. You're still here. <laughs> it's, it's, that's iconic. It's very that. <laughs> that energy. No, but just like. I feel like Michael was too fucking chill. He was just like, I don't know, this kid showed up my lawn. That's fine. Cool, you're from the sure. future. That we just invited him inside. Yeah. Okay, bye. In, like, he just was too relaxed. 
I mean, do you think that he felt he like looked at um, Andre and was like, oh, my God, he's so fucking hot. Probably. <laughs> he yeah. Everyone in this fucking book is hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of love that energy. Everyone is just yeah. a model. But I think the one thing that was sort of cringy about Michael's time, obviously, it's a different time. Um, right. And like one of the first interactions that Bla- that Blake has with Michael, um, that Andre has, has with Michael. I'd love to see that. <laughs> right. Um, uh, Andre and Michael are talking about weed. And he's mm-hmm. like, oh, you sound like a, I think he says something along the lines of like, you sound like a white boy. The way right, because he calls it pot. weed. Yeah, he calls it weed. And he's like, oh, should I say ganja instead? And it's like, yes. And it's like, oh, no. It's the 1960s. Here's the thing, though. I don't. Like, it's. <laughs> it's possible that you could like. And I guess there's like this whole element in the book that like. Mm-hmm. Like, Andre is like drawn to michael because like they he's just like drawn to his energy or something Mm -hmm. he's tethered to him yeah but like i don't know the possibility of like uh the way like michael approached things and obviously he's like gently more progressive than like other people who were in the 60s because he's Mm -hmm. like an out gay person yeah um but like just the the idea of him being like extremely okay and like not even like unintentionally racist to Andre because he's like black just was like very picturesque which is like not necessarily bad but I would say that like that element of the book would push it more towards like sci-fi fantasy almost because it feels like very removed from like a lot of the context of like the time period it felt it's like not necessarily a bad thing it's almost like a good thing because you do get like this fun kind of romp and like Mm -hmm. you get like him like hanging out in like a bar in the 60s and that's kind of that energy without like the kind of like looming danger that just existed (laughs) but um it felt like very um like rose-colored glasses kind of like pleasant and I was just like I I, maybe I'm just too cynical but I was kind of like waiting for the moment where like something bad was going to happen like every time he was in the past well like one of the last books we read was last night at the telegraph club which is I forget what year it's in San Francisco I think it's like the 50s I think it's like 1954 around there it's not super far off and granted like that is I want to say almost nine years maybe in the future like in the future this book takes place mm-hmm. and like the looming not even looming like the very inherent racism that takes place in that book when um, I'm already forgetting the main character's name I believe it's Lily when she's like anywhere mm-hmm. like the way that people talk to her at like Mm-hmm. the lesbian parties and i'm just like oh my god stop 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 she said mm-hmm. she was born here I'm like please right also, you just shouldn't speak to people like that in general um but like that felt a little bit more grounded in realism versus what was going on between michael and andre mm-hmm. um which i i f- feel like 
I didn't realize that as much. I think I was very like aware of I the like at the beginning the soft this quote unquote soft racism that like Michael was displaying towards Andre. Uh-huh. And just like the I guess microaggressions is the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Um but he was like, okay, I won't say that. Like, I, thank you. <laughs> thank you for telling me not to. Right. It was, it was like very like, okay, like I'm very quick to learn like how to, yeah. how to be uh, not racist in like at all. Um, and then like the counterpoint um, between like Blake and he, where it's basically like poor little rich boy. It was very two different like uh, spectrums of like, our worlds are very different. Um, mm-hmm. One being like, it's actually 1969, my man. And yeah. you're from the year 2021. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the other one's just like, I'm really rich. And I'm just going to use 15 dishes in front of you all at once because I don't understand anything. And it's yeah. just like, while well, I'm making you a smoothie. <laughs> right. Um, I th- That was like the thing that like, I, I think I like caught on a lot in the book was like oh these mm-hmm. are like very like very different i'm very curious which one he's gonna pick mm-hmm. and i i will say at one point i was just like pick neither pick neither <laughs> oh yeah for sure yeah it was like i don't want either they're both bad i was in my backyard doing gardening going they're both bad options <laughs> oh no I put the book down at one point. That's when I put the book down. I was like, I can't do this. Yeah, I do really like um, time travel books uh, mm-hmm. or time travel like in general, because I think that there's always a different way to approach time travel. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really hard to write it um, without like contradicting yourself or um, like if you start introducing like different mm-hmm. um, timelines and then you create like paradoxes and stuff like that. Um, I think it's like always really interesting to kind of see mm-hmm. that. And I think having the McIntyres already be like kind of a pre-established time traveling family. So they have these like guidelines that have been in place from past experiences and mm-hmm. like things that have like happened to other members of their family or other people who have the time traveling ability, I think really like helped like kind of ground and focus the story a little bit more because like if you have a story where you give a character the ability to time travel and they don't have those like pre-established rules, things mm-hmm. go off the rails really quickly, which yeah. is like very fun to read and like can be very good. Mm-hmm. But also like if you don't like it's very tricky to write, I imagine, because if you have like inconsistencies, then like yeah. nothing starts, like nothing makes sense, and like no. it starts to get too complicated, and it just becomes yeah. like kind of a headache for everyone. Involved, just becomes that so. one season of Once Upon a Time. Oh my god, I love that show. <laughs> Insert any season; it could be any of them. <laughs> it could literally. There is a really good episode of Once Upon a Time where they go back in time and almost ruin everything. Oh um, god, I love that. The last book that we read that had time travel was uh, the Once in Future ones. I actually, oh, that's why I was looking yeah. over at my bookshelf because I was like, when was the last time we read about time? I forgot time? that that was like a huge. Yeah, they go back in time for the second book. I forgot that they. <laughs> and then forward in time. Right. But uh, I think that, 
I also was like very scared of the McIntyres the entire book, and I was like, oh, yeah. they have bad energy. I'm scared. No, they're just rich. <laughs> he should stop talking to them. Yep. No, they're just okay, rich Isabel. White people. <laughs> yeah, they're just scary rich people. You're literally Isabel. yeah that's the thing i will say throughout the book i was waiting for like more isabel i don't know why Uh she just no for sure it just didn't happen i think that's the one thing obviously (laughs) you just found out you're a time traveler so like maybe you aren't spending a lot of time with your best friend and then you get grounded um so like i kind of get it but like Where was Is there ever a point in the book where she finds out? No. No. <laughs> That's the thing. So like Yeah, I felt like we were we were building her up as like a character that would be like good for exposition and yeah. kind of like a way for like Andre to like process what was happening because obviously mm-hmm. things start to get complicated pretty quickly. Yeah. Um and she just kind of just stops talking to her. He's <laughs> like, I'm grounded. <laughs> I'm grounded. I have to go to the library. I wish I could talk to you. And they don't have Wi-Fi there. There's a boy with a six-pack. He's trying to flirt with me badly. Adonis that won't leave me alone. But then there's this other Adonis I can't talk to you about. Oh, I can't talk to you because he's from 1969. Yeah, I, I think that's like the one weird thing. Um, but also, my thing is, yes. You just get a liver transplant, and six months later, you feel like a dull pain. I, I, I don't know anything about transplants like that, so like I don't know if that's like a normal thing. It doesn't seem to me, who has yeah. little to no knowledge about uh, organ transplants, something like hurting. The more you do something, yeah, you haven't figured out. You should stop doing it. Yeah, that seems, you almost um... died because you didn't like have this thing. So like yeah and you're in pain in that one spot like doing time travel related things so like yeah you don't tell anyone about that yeah that that seems really really reckless to me and i think it seems out of character for this person that seems like they have their life planned out right but also it definitely seems very much like a person that like might not have known that they would live to see like a day where like they were like quote unquote healthy and right. they weren't on like an organ transplant list so like, like I can kind of see like a teenager that's like wait I've been given my life back and a superpower fuck everything fucking go yeah. yeah for sure the, that's a good um, mentality of a teenage boy that's <laughs> me right like, now yeah. you give okay would you act like that probably initially yeah but I also if I started feeling pain like exactly where my like, my new organ was i would yeah. immediately that's not true i hate the doctor i would never go yeah the fact that you have a transplant at all is like magical to me because yeah knew, i don't I even know never. how that happened no how did this get here who put this here i don't hmm. want it um yeah no i i i know the answer to my question would be yes absolutely i would be behaving like that mm-hmm behave poorly in general so like i just feel like (laughs) it would just be like time travel to a hot boy my age sure the one thing i will say is um this is very spoilery i would if you're not looking for spoilers 
pause the episode, read the book, and then come back to us. We never find out why Michael is the tether. Right? He just is. And then they're just like, okay, bye. They're like, "Hmm, that's weird. And I'm I'm okay. sure there's like some nuance in there that's like oh it's because like you're thinking of home and your the house you live in is home but also like he becomes home to you I'm sure that's like the nuance there but right um, but even that like, I wanted an know, actual explanation <laughs> I wanted facts also Uh-oh. since we're in spoiler territory uh-huh. I was waiting for either Andre to travel back in time and talk to David at one point. Mm-hmm. which i guess almost happens and claire yeah. stops him but i was like waiting for him to just like to not like try to like save him but to mm-hmm. jump back into time and just like have a conversation with him or something or like yeah. meet him i um, thought that michael wound up being the person that hit him and killed him oh and that's God, why he was the, tether. the entire much. book i was thinking that oh fuck i was also waiting for like the the end scene like the kind of like um solution or whatever to be like him meeting michael again and michael being like in his 70s mm-hmm. i was waiting for the moment where he mm-hmm. was gonna see he was gonna like meet him oh, when yeah. he was older mm-hmm. i don't know for some reason i felt like that was gonna be like yeah. the conclusion of everything and it never really happened mm-hmm. yeah time traveler party yeah Interesting. also like you didn't even get to meet any other time travelers I wanted to hear more about the time travelers that accidentally kill themselves doing time traveling things. Also, the dad was like, I used to be able to time travel, but I can't anymore. We're not going to explain why. Um, or did they explain why? And I forgot. No, they didn't. Um, okay. I know you didn't like watching that TV show, The Magicians. It was, it's good. It was just like, it was a lot more violent than I was expecting. I feel like if I started I watching it again. another reason that you didn't watch it. Okay. No, that's, it just was really violent. Acceptable. And I was like, mm-hmm. I wasn't ready for this. And I. It was. In that show, one of the time travelers, um, she's like an actual time traveler, as opposed to like a space jumper, if you will. Um, uh-huh. They explained time travel is a specific like molecule in your blood that if you use up you can't do anymore and they explain that in like the second to last episode okay so like that's kind of cool so maybe that's why um i forgot what his name is um mr mcintyre will go with um yeah i I, maybe that's like how it works and maybe that's why like the liver situation was like starting to be like Mm-hmm. all in all i think there's a lot of different interesting parts of the book there were things that i felt like weren't resolved but it's more like me being like but where is this like it's just like maybe it doesn't necessarily add to the story in the way that i think it would right it's not that, yeah it's not um i think all the things that i've said already that i was like oh it's expecting this and it wasn't in the book it's not necessarily like a detriment to the book itself mm-hmm. it wasn't like really that i felt like uh yeah it's not it's not a detriment to the book itself but Mm -hmm. i just was it was things that i was expecting to see and they weren't there yeah so i think that that was probably just like my own expectation Mm -hmm. that was like i mean obviously like the author couldn't predict what i wanted so no (laughs) i think um overall like the the romance 
part of it was where like I was I very much until the end of the book was like who are we who are we picking who's it gonna be right and either option I felt like because of like what the like the like the things that happen in the book that trans that like that transpire I'm like okay what like both options have negative ramifications obviously um one I think more than the other would be bad Mm -hmm. um just because it would like really fuck up a timeline and the other one is just like this person is a brat (laughs) right one is worse (laughs) both are bad options in my opinion um but I think maybe they're both in my opinion bad options because they're not in the like YA book realm they're not like two little cinnamon bun boys that we always read about yeah I think that's like more interesting though because I do feel like Blake was kind of like a strange like I was like part of me was like oh we're introducing like another like cute boy so he's clearly like a love interest but then they Mm. started like their initial like introduction and like their kind of initial relationship is really was really like kind of standoffish and really like he's just like i'm just here because my mom's making me do this like mm-hmm. whatever and he was like kind of rude my mom's and, making like, me do this shirtless <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so it was ripped. like very my mom told me i need to be shirtless to make you the smoothie also i'm she sweaty said she, <laughs> she said i had to flex my abs yeah i'm gonna just <laughs> um, sit here and go <laughs> but um I think it was just like interesting that it like progressed to where it was. Mm-hmm. It was because I feel like Michael was like instantly like, oh, I'm in love with this person, or like, oh, I have a really strong connection with this dude I've met like twice. Yeah. Um, as opposed to Blake was like the complete opposite where he was like, Oh no, fuck this guy. And then he's like, Wait, Yeah, actually. Wait, actually, I'm gonna fuck this guy. Yeah. Wait, am I gonna fuck this guy? Yeah, so I think I think that like what you're saying is like yeah, I definitely had had a point where I was like I don't know if either of them are the right choice, but I think that there was like a little bit more like development between the relationship between Blake and Andre, so like yeah. it made sense. But also they had like more like quote unquote screen time together, kind mm-hmm. of. I think if the boys were flipped in the time frames that they were, um, it would have been a flipped choice. So, like, if Blake was in the past and Michael's in the, the like, present, Blake would have mm-hmm. had his ass kicked to the curb. <laughs> I have a feeling that Blake would have been awful. <laughs> right. I Honestly, yeah. I had an interesting time reading this book just because, like, I feel like I read it really quickly. Um, mm-hmm. I read it so fast. It was... <laughs> I kept going, okay, but when it, uh, we have to put the book down because I need to go to bed, but I also need to know, oh my gosh, great, he just jumped through time. Okay, I need to know what's going on. Where is Michael? <laughs> what is he doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it also, very much a lot of that. The, I feel like there was a lot of chunks of time. It did like a lot of like time skipping, like no pun intended, but it was mm-hmm. a lot of like the next chapter started and it was like a month later blah 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 like kind of like jumped ahead to Mm -hmm. kind of progress like the story a little bit more so it felt like a lot was happening and like uh, a lot of time was also passing so it was like kind of like a very nice like quick read Uh it was like very there was a lot of momentum through the book yeah there was it 
it really did feel like it was like this thing happened this thing happened this thing happened and it was like and rest you're grounded but then this thing happened and this thing. and it was like oh no i'm gonna finish the book a week early and i'm not gonna have any thoughts in my brain left when i get to talk to sophie <laughs> head empty head empty only yeah. thoughts of blake's abs <laughs> that's the like mm-hmm. thing that i'm afraid of happening whenever i read it like i get hooked in a book i'm like oh no i have to not just like completely devour this book right this second um because i need to like hold on to like a little bit so i can be like fresh when i talk to you about it um Mm -hmm. so that's like the one thing i will say about this book is that it is an incredibly like fun read um Mm -hmm. it was very hard to stop reading it (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, which was nice especially because i think so the last book we read was about full-blown adults, um, which I didn't know was going to happen, and then it did. Um, I love that. Uh, love that for me. Love surprise adult book. Oops, <laughs> um, all adults. <laughs> oops, literally oops, all adults. Um, and this one, I think the nice thing, because um, Honey Girl was so emotionally heavy in terms of, like, mm-hmm. it's adults dealing with adult things that, like, really felt like I was being called out for. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas this book was like, no, we're not going to think about what you're going to do after college. <laughs> right. We're going to worry about getting into college. Let's worry about that. Yeah. And time traveling. Forgot about that. And time traveling. Oops, <laughs> accidental time travel, Oregon. I honestly, again, I still can't get over like my initial like, oh, that's funny. And then going, wait. That's probably how that works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think head is fully emptied now at this point. Um, For sure. I think that's all the like things I had to speak about. I didn't have any specific notes about this book just because it was like there were a few topics that I knew that I would remember off the top of my head about specifically in this mm-hmm. book that I wanted to talk about. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, do you have anything else you'd like to add? No, I think we covered everything. I feel like we really did. <laughs> yes. And that's right. all. Yeah. Well, everyone, today we've been talking about Yesterday is History by Kasoka Jackson. And uh, this book just came out really recently. So it's a new book. So go ahead and add it to your collection of new books to read. Um, my name is Brendan Patrick. That's Sophie Green. And you're the <laughs> And you're listening to the Super Lip Podcast. (laughs) I really wish we could put these videos up online because we're such dorks. (laughs) It's just me making dumb faces the whole time.